Welcome to the new podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can find out more about us and hear more messages at mygatewayfellowship.com. Well, you guys know we've been talking about getting out of the boat, and uh, we've kind of been uh, starting this thing up, and, and I'm really excited about it. Now, this is kind of part two, and I'm preaching two weeks in a row, um, not because Pastor Terry just doesn't feel like preaching, um, because I'm going to be gone soon, and uh, so I want to try to, I'm going to be leaving you guys and moving away permanently to Los Angeles. I'm just joking. I'm going to just be taking a vacation. I'll be, <laughs> so I'll be gone for just a little bit. I know. I'm just joking. Ah, can't leave you guys. Or better yet, you guys can't get rid of me. <laughs> Somebody's like, man. <laughs> We're having too much fun. So I, I thought it would be really neat, you know, to kind of be able to, to, to speak two weeks in a row. So uh, humor me. And, uh, you know, this message today is, you know, as we talked about last week, just the opportunity of getting out of the boat, stepping onto the water, Peter taking a risk. Sometimes you fail, but even that's all part of it, you know, and, and sometimes even in the risks we, is, is when we understand God in such a deeper level, and we talked about that a little bit, but, and we mentioned this last week, but I want to kind of dive into this today, that, you know, Peter got out the boat, and he walked, and like we said, we don't know how long he was on the water, we just know that he did it, Peter, Peter, the awesome name, got out of the boat, walked on the waves, and who knows what him and Jesus were doing out there, they were just probably, waves, you know, just having a good time and just, you know, but then eventually he sees like, whoa, wait a second, I'm actually walking on the water and starts to sink and Jesus pulls him back up and like I said, so many times, you know, you wish that Peter wouldn't have done that. You wish that he w- they would have just danced on the water and then come back to the boat and be like, what did you guys talk about? Like, you should have came, you know. But you, you wouldn't have known, you know. But, but unfortunately, Peter did go. But we talked about how even, even in that Peter was the only one who had experienced what it actually felt to walk on the water. And Peter was the only one who actually experienced what it is to have the Savior of the world reach out to him and pick him and pull him back up in a time of desperate need. That's Peter's experience because he got out of the boat. So even though he failed, he succeeded. It's kind of an oxymoron. But then we talked about that there were 11 other people in this boat that didn't do anything. Their shame is private. You know, they didn't take any risks, so no one's talking about them, you know? But the truth of the matter is, is that they stayed in that boat and they waited while Peter got out. They stayed in that boat and they missed the chance of a lifetime. They stayed in the boat. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. It's a simple message. Uh, In the book, it's called Boat Potatoes. Boat Potatoes. From... Couch potatoes, boat potatoes. Lindsay, you look so mad. <laughs> I love you, Lindsay. Boat potatoes. You guys know what couch potato is, right? You know, you've heard what a couch potato is. You, you're not actually a couch potato, right? Couch potatoes are those people that sit down on their couch, hence the word couch potatoes. And what do they do? They usually just, they potato. It's like, no, they, they usually just hang out and they watch. TV, football, Baltimore Ravens are winning it all this year. They sit down and they watch TV and they kind of just 
you know, in the grand scheme of things, they don't really do anything. <laughs> and we've all been there, right? And sometimes it's really good just to relax. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you, you, you don't have the right to relax. But sometimes you know that maybe if I wasn't sitting on this couch, I could have got up and I could have gone and done something. You know, I could have gone and played soccer. I could have gone and made a friend. I could have gone and learned how to play the banjo at the House of Musical Traditions in Tacoma Park, which is what I'm starting to do. Ding, 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 ding. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a banjo soon. But you know what I mean? Sometimes we just sit there and we just watch the world go by. And that's what these disciples did. They sat there and they missed the opportunity of a lifetime. You see, God has given everybody a talent and a gift. But it's up to us to see what are we going to actually do with that talent or gift. And what we see here is that Peter was willing to take the chance where there's these other guys who are just, I'm going to just sit here. I'm not going to do anything. It reminds me of this parable in Matthew 25. i just go ahead and read this to you. You've heard it before. It's called the parable of the talents. And it said this, Jesus is speaking to his people and he's just breaking it down, man. He says this, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents of money. To another, he gave two talents. And to another, one talent. Each according to his own ability. That's really important. Each according to his own ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one that had two talents, he gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. He hid it. He put it in the ground. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five uh, to the master and he said master you entrusted me with five talents see I have gained five more his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things I will put you in charge of many things come and share in your master's happiness this is deep stuff the man who had two talents also came master he said you entrusted me with two talents see I have gained two more his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things I will put you in charge of many things come and share in your master's happiness and then the man who had received the one talent came and said master he said I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed so i was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground see here is what belongs to you his master replied you wicked lazy servant so you knew that i harvest where i have not sown and gather where i have not scattered seed well this stand is not helping me well then you should have put money in the deposit with the other bankers so that when I return, I would have received back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him and thrown. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where he will be weeping and gnashing his teeth. That's a rough view of God, kind of. What happens? Let's break it down and just be really, really practical. God has given each and every one of us talents, gifts. Some of us have more than others. Some of us have less. Some of us have things that are very public. 
Some of us have things that are very private. Regardless, God wants us to use those for his glory. And there's nothing worse than taking your talents, taking your gifts, digging a hole, and just keeping it there. So boat potatoes is a challenging sermon for me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Because far too often that's what I have been. And far too often I'm sure you guys have felt the same way. You have this life. You have a few years on this earth. What are you doing with it? What have you done? Have you used all of your gifts to the max and try to use and, and, and just go and go off and dream big and take the risk, take the chance, or have you just sat back and dug a hole and kept it there so it's safe, safe? You know, sometimes we try so hard to be safe that we miss out on everything. You know, this week uh, at WGTS, we did a really interesting promotion. <laughs> Me, uh, Jerry and I and Katie, we did a very interesting promotion. Now, hear this out if you didn't listen to, to the radio and you, and, you, and you missed this. You guys remember the storm a few weeks back. And you guys remember when we didn't have power for a while. Well, you guys know how people were pretty upset with Pepco and all those guys. And what we did was we made these banners that said thank you to Pepco. And thank you to these different power companies because they tried their best. They worked 16-hour shifts, and they tried their best to get, it, to get that on. So what we did was we called up our buddies at Chick-fil-A, and we really, you know, we made some good friends. They are like, hey, can we come to your store and just put, lay out this banner, invite people to come and just sign a little thank you card? And they're like, sure, you can do that. So we go to Montgomery Mall. You guys know the Montgomery Mall, Chick-fil-A. We're hanging out there, and we got these banners. And then it's like the test of love and grace. Because you got these people walking by. Everyone comes by, and they're like, oh, yeah, what are you guys doing? Uh, hi, we are um, signing a thank you card to the different power companies for getting the power back on. And some people would look at us like, what? A, th- a thank you card to Pepco? You're crazy. And walk away. And I got to be honest with you. The first time we did this was a couple uh, months back. And we did this for Matthew West. And we did this uh, thank you card, the same thing. Um, and it said, we love Children's Hospital. We took it to the hospital. This one was a little bit different. This one is, hey, take a chance and show just a little bit of love. And I'm sitting there, and I consider myself a pretty tough dude. Jatesh, you know, I'm tough, you know. I consider myself a pretty tough dude. I mean, I, I'm from, you know, the streets. I, I live that life. But for some reason, it starts to get really intimidating after you get rejected so many times, right, Jerry? You said, hi, have you signed our banner yet? They just walk past. Some people don't even look at you. And, and you start to say, oh, all right, you know, maybe I'll just kind of stand here for an hour. And what I found is that sometimes I was letting these people walk past, and I would see, like, Katie just take a chance, like, hey, would you like to sign this banner? And they're like, sure. And then they start talking, and, and there's, you know, they're willing to do it. But she was willing to take a risk. She was willing to look stupid, possibly, possibly reject it, but she didn't care. And then, as a result, she got the signatures. So give it up for Katie, right? But you know what I mean. Now, just apply that to your life. How many times have you guys just tried, I just don't want to look stupid? You know what I mean? I just don't want to fail. I don't want people to know that I might, I might have made a mistake. Have you ever done that with your life? How many of us know that we have, we have sat back simply because we're scared of being rejected, we're, of, of being denied, 
of failing, but you never know what could have happened. You never know. Some of you guys should not even be in this state. You should be somewhere else, but you didn't take the chance. You know what I mean? We become boat potatoes. We're just sitting there. We're safe. Hey, I'm not going to get rejected. So I'm, I'm, that's, at least, that's, that's all that really matters to me. And in, in the process, you end up missing out on life. You end up missing out on life. And you know what's awesome? We got, all, we got like six banners filled up with people who are willing to say, sure, I'll sign it. That's cool. That's cool. And I say that to say that if you look, I saw some of your faces when I said we made a thank you card for Pepper. I saw some of your faces. You gave me this. You know, you were happy. Some other people were not happy. And they were looking at us like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. But I saw some of your faces. Those faces are a little bit rough. And you, you I thought, man, that's going to fail. But it didn't. You know what I mean? It didn't fail. And it didn't because we took a chance. So I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about that dream that God has placed in your heart. And I, wa- I want you just to think about it again. Dream about it again. And think, man, I, it's not too late. Maybe I just need to get off of this boat and take a chance. And only you know what it is. Only you know what it is. And we lose our dreams every day, and it just takes away the abundant life that Christ has died for, for us to have. But guys, I want you to know, it's just not too late. And some of us today need to dream again. You need to dream again. Big dreams. And life happens, right? And it'll knock the wind right out of you. It can take your faith away. It can just rock your world. But let me tell you, God is able He's strong enough, and he can pull us out. Most of the times when we miss out on our life, dreams, and hopes, it's because we're afraid. And what I wanted to say is we need to somehow get to the root of that fear. Everyone's situation is different. There's things in our life that maybe something that happened in your past that has prevented you from from doing something. Maybe it's that fear of rejection, like we said before. Or you were denied once, and I never want to experience that again. Or maybe you took a a chance, and you just felt, you know, terrible. Let's get to the root of it. In my house, we got this, we live in this pretty nice neighborhood, Sam and I. And um, who said, oh, yeah? That's awesome. Jake, my boy. We live in this awesome neighborhood. I didn't mean like he's my son. I mean, he's like my friend. <laughs> this is, uh, my old son, Jake. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> we live in this pretty nice neighborhood, right? And, uh, you know, they're really big on, like, community things. And there's this big, like, Christmas tree. And it's, it's like the cat in the hat thing. You know, they all gather around the Christmas tree at, at Christmas. And they sing songs, like, literally. And, um, you know, we're kind of the, the new kids there. And we're, we're one of the younger couples. And... And we don't have our, you know, we're just starting off. Like, I don't even have a lawnmower. I, like, borrow my dad's lawnmower. And, like, I can't even turn it off without taking these pliers. And, like, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty ghetto. So, but, you know, that's what we do. Our family sticks together. And um, so I got, you know, my dad will bring this lawnmower, and I'll, I'll cut the grass and everything. But what I noticed is that right by our, our front door, there were these weeds that started to grow. And keep in mind, I mean, I've never had a house before. So I'm, I'm, I still feel pretty new to this. 
you know. But there are these weeds, and um, those things grow pretty quick. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, duh. You know, but when you have them, like, in your house, and you just see them growing and growing, it got to the point, guys, where there were these weeds that were, like, reaching the clock. I mean, it was this, like, vines, you know. I'm sure they're, like, they probably thought I was just growing crazy stuff, you know. And, and I'm here, and I'm like, I got to get rid of this stuff. And to try to break this stuff down was like I had to get a change. It was just, it was, it was bad. And, you know, cut it down. But what started to happen is it started to grow right back again. Do you know why? Because I didn't get to the root. I cut it off enough so that people won't see. You with me? Because there's like these bushes in the front and they look nice. You can put Christmas lights on them and they're like acceptable. But behind it was like the welcome to the jungle. You know, it was, it was insane. And so I just chopped it down so that the neighbors, and literally, as I was doing that, I have a neighbor named Mike. He's like, looks good, Pete. Like, Thanks, Mike. You know, feeling like a man. And those things start coming back. They start coming back because I didn't get to the root of it. And I want to tell you today that the fear that may be holding you back from going for your dreams, you got to get to the root of that. Or else it's going to keep coming back, keep coming back, and you're never going to fully just get over it and jump and just take a chance because that fear is going to always have its roots somewhere deep inside of you. So what I'm just trying to present to you today is questions for you to ask yourself. One is, am, am I really that guy who just is sitting on the boat, that guy or girl that's just sitting on the boat and I've lost my dreams? Number two, why? Have I not taken a chance yet? And number three, what is the root of the fear in my life? And I need to, do, I need to attack that. You know, my mom, bless her heart, she was abused as a child in almost every way possible. She went through so much. And she carried that with her all of her life. I mean, it, it was always there. But I remember even like in my teenage years, my mom uh, found God. Hey, thanks. All right. (laughs) My mom found God and she found freedom in that. It was there still, but she found freedom from it because she addressed just the root of it. So what is it, guys, in your life? It's between you and him. I want to leave you with this. You know, this parable of the talents talks of a man who has this really twisted view of God. I mean, do you remember the first thing that he says? I knew you were a really tough man. I knew you were a really hard man, and you're pretty, you're just, you're rough. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess up. So that's why I just, I just hit it over here. Maybe the first thing is that he lost the true perception of who God is, a God of love. But what I hear here in this story is something that I don't like to talk about so much as a pastor. These are the things that we like to stay away from. But this is the truth, and we can't stay away from it, is that God judges this man. And God will judge us. Before I say that, some of you guys might get scared right away. You have to know this. God is a God of deep love and compassion. The scriptures say that God is love. So you know that when God judges us, he will judge us with love, but he will judge us fairly and justly. So here it is, guys. Imagine yourself 
You're in a room. There's two chairs. One's for you. One's for God. There's a TV there. And God comes and he puts in his tape in the VCR or DVD player. And he says, this is your life. What'd you do? Does that scare some of you guys? I don't, I don't mean to scare you. And if, and if it does scare you, let me tell you the good news is that you could say, man, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. And then it got to, what's today's date? Uh, July 14th, 15th, 14th, July 14th. Yeah, then it got to July 14th, 2012 at Gateway. And you heard that little Mexican preach and you started to change things around a little bit. You know what I mean? That's the good news of grace. But I, I just, I don't want you to miss out. I don't want you to miss out. I'm going to invite Danny to come up, my great friend. And uh, he's going to sing a song that really just, it means a lot to me. And it's one of those humbling songs. Because this is your life. Your days are going by. You know, we celebrated today Jerry Fuller, who dedicated his life to the ministry of WGTS. And he lived a long, full life, but he's gone. And one day, every single one of us in this room will be gone so you got this little bit of time here on this earth to go for it to get out of the boat and take a chance and if you don't take anything away from this i'm just take this my life is limited and you don't know what's around the corner you don't know and some of us know that firsthand when you get those phone calls what cancer you know what and then so take this time guys every day that we have such a blessing such a gift what a beautiful opportunity and today is the day that the lord has made and he is for you he's not against you he's on your side and he wants you to live your to the fullest you don't have a god who's you know this guy was wrong god was not angry and hard he was actually for you i want i want to see you succeed I want you to succeed. And this is not a prosperity message to say that, you know, you're going to get rich or anything. like. I don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know this is that if you are in line with God's will and you have a dream that is tested and tried as pure and just, then God is for it. And you just need to believe in it. And you could miss out on everything just from sitting in the seats. You could miss out on it all. You could miss out on everything. And there's no one here in this room that's going to live forever. Some of us will live longer. Some of us will live shorter. But we all will meet our end. And when we get there, there will be a day when it's us judged by God, a loving God. He's going to say, what would you do with what I gave you? And he's not going to say, you're not going to be able to say to him, well, if I just would have had this or that. No, but I gave you. I gave you enough. I gave you dreams. I gave you hopes. I gave you talents. What'd you do with it? I pray that we can all say, God, I did this. I did this. I did this. Uh, I kind of messed up here, but I, I, I got back on track and I did this and I did this. And he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in and enjoy your master's happiness. Come on in. Enjoy it. Won't that be a great day? Come on in. I want you in here. I don't want to keep you out. I want you in with me. I want you to enjoy the master's happiness. And guys, if you have fallen short, trust me, we all have. It's, this is the day to turn around. This is the day to turn around.
Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.